Hello. Hello, I'm Natalie. And I'm Paul. Welcome to God Hates Fang's True Blood Podcast. This week we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 10, I Smell a Rat. Okay, should we start off with some listeners' comments and questions? Yep. Oh, but first, I believe, Nat, you've got a shout-out. I have a shout-out for, for my buddy Ron. Ron. And I got, uh, we've got to give him a big thank you. Because, big thanks, uh, Ron. Ron went to Comic-Con and he very kindly sent me his his True Blood goodie bag. And, and what was in the True Blood goodie bag? Well, there was, there was a signed comic uh, with a special Comic-Con exclusive cover. Uh, there was a, a copy of Club Dead, uh, some really awesome postcards, um, a VILF t-shirt. A VILF t-shirt? <laughs> nice. Uh, a groovy little bag, um, a notepad, and some little special band-aids that go on your neck for uh, for vampire bites. Wow. <laughs> so many thanks, Ron. Many thanks. That was an awesome present. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay so, okay, so we've got a comment from Idris, and she says... Um, I've just, I just realised something. When Claudine said that the fairy folk had been protecting Suki, I think it referred to a scene that was in the unaired version of the pilot um, that I saw about a month prior to the series starting properly. Um, it was when the rat rays were draining Bill and, and Suki goes out to help him. Um, she throws the chain around Mac's neck and it miraculously tightens, almost strangling him to death. Um, Suki is surprised but runs to Bill's side to remove the silver chain draped over his limbs. Um, what she didn't notice, but Bill did, was a dark-haired woman in a sequined evening dress lurking in the woods. Yes, <gasps> yes. So, so who's, who is this dark-haired woman? Well, spotted Id- Idris. Uh, yeah, in the original pilot, um, you saw Claudine in the woods. I've not seen the pilot. Uh, I assume it's downloadable. Um, where's, where's the is the pilot available to to purchase? Or I don't it... think it's on any of the DVD extras. It should be, but hmm. I don't think I don't believe it is. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you can download it. And yeah, you do see Claudine in the woods, not the same actress. Oh, I was going to say, is it? Yeah, no, I don't think it's the same, same actress. actress. No, uh, but obviously they've taken that out to um, to kind of build some tension, I suppose, to to build a little suspense because yeah, to bring the revelation on later. Hmm. But yeah, so we can assume that Claudine, because Claudine a couple of episodes ago said to Bill that she had been protecting Suki, didn't she? Yes, yes. Throughout her life, and um, uh, presumably this is one of those occasions when Claudine has been protecting Suki. Do you think there's any chances that she might have been in previous episodes but just not noticed her, just just hiding? I know that in in the books there's quite a few occasions where um, something bad is about to happen to Suki, and then Claudine just miraculously shows up. Like there's there's a scene when um, Suki's driving her car in one of the books and she falls asleep at the wheel, Oof. and uh, and then she wakes up and Claudine's there in the car with her <laughs> with the wheel. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, question from Idris, and the question is: um, Is the character of Nan Flanagan in the books? And if so, where does she come from? Well, I looked on the um, the True Blood wiki. Um, and there, there is a, a biography for Nan Flanagan on, the, on there, and I, I'm going to assume that it's from the Blu-ray bonus features from from one of the seasons because they do have a 
on the bonus features there are a lot of backgrounds for the vampire characters and uh, it says Nan was made in 1722 she's, a, she's of e Irish English descent and was made by a man close to the King of England she was his lover even though the man was married and once found to be a vampire she fled to America to safety she had been living in New York until the late 1800s when she decided to move to Atlanta by the time Franklin D. Roosevelt rose to power in the early 30s, she was already extremely adapt, adapt in the arts of politics. She and Franklin D. Roosevelt were very close. Wow, that, that's, that's, that's some backstory, isn't yeah, it? I, I'm, yeah, like I said, I assume it's from one of the Blu-ray bonus features. If someone's just made that up, then kudos to them for making up such a great backstory. <laughs> I wish there was more backstories available for other characters. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, there's quite a lot of Pam's backstory on one of the Blu-rays. I think the season two Blu-ray has got Pam being interviewed. And we need to get the Blu-rays. We need to get the Blu-rays, yeah. We've got the DVDs, but they're just not good enough. No, we want Blu-ray bonus features. <laughs> okay, we've got another question, and it's from Yolande. Yolande? Yolande or Yolande. Yolande, Yolande. We apologise if we've pronounced your name wrong. Um, and she says, when Suki was in the hospital... And went and saw Claudine for the first time while in a coma. Claudine told her the pond is bigger and deeper than you think. Uh, the water didn't kill them. Do you think this means that Suki's parents didn't drown? Um, perhaps one of them was a fairy and they swam somewhere never to return. Uh, in, the, in the books, um, Suki's grandfather was a fairy was it Suka's grandfather or a great grandfather do you find I'm not sure but anyway um, do you find that out early, early on in the books or later in the oh, books oh that's like book oh god when is this it's like book 8 or something it's quite late it's quite late in the series they, yeah they're bringing it in really soon in the in the show um, but yeah no in book 9 uh, we learn who was really responsible for the deaths of Suka's parents which oh. I won't say because obviously they're going to bring it in quite soon in the show I would I would, I would have thought and uh, also, it's, it's discussed in issue two of the comics. Yeah. Uh, the, the demon antagonist in the comics says, uh, A flood, though, you say. That's interesting. Tricky things, Storms. You never know if they're supernatural or not. Who started them and why? Mm. And then Jason replies, I'm tired of your riddles. If you know something about my folks drowning, just say it. Oh. So that's in the comics. So and Alan Ball's had a hand in creating the comics. So obviously he said, look, put this reference in because that's going to come into play in the show. I like it. Yes. I like it. I hope that um, answers your question. Yes. So, shall we do the episode recap? Yeah. Okay. Do, do you want to kick off now? Okie doke. Uh, Suki declares that being part fairy is fucking lame. Part fairy? Part fairy. Did you see wow. that coming? Oh, no, I'd never... No, you've, you've been you've been good to avoid the spoilers. <laughs> You're probably like the only True Blood fan that didn't know that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that quite a well-known, obvious fact? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bill explains to her that fairy blood is delectable to vampires. And mm. uh, Bill goes on to relate his conversation with Claudine, and the legend tells that vampires wiped out the fate out of existence. Uh, Bill explains that Suki's blood allowed him to reach the fairy world, and that Claudine believed him when he said he means to protect Suki. Suki uh, questions Bill's love for her, and Bill declares that her blood is not the reason he loves her, and that he'd forsake drinking from her for eternity to convince her of his feelings. Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Do we believe Bill? Um, Bill's Bill's quite a uh, quite a bullshit artist, really, isn't he? <laughs> Does, has he told her yet that he walked in the sun? Does she know that yet? He did. Mm, 
He said that. Who did he say that to in the last? He did say that. He said that to Eric. Yes, Eric no, knows, but I don't think he said that to Suki, has he? No. Also, um, about uh, Jason, people have said. Uh, so what? I was thinking that. Yeah. So is, is Jason part fairy? Well, or? technically yes, but I mean, in the books, the way they explain it is that the the bloodline uh, kind of turns up turns out throwbacks. Okay. So, um, but Jason's um, the the element of being a fairy that Jason has is that he's quite irresistible to women oh. and his good looks that's supposed to be down to his part fairy nature okay so Tara and Jason now um, they hurriedly bury Franklin's bloody remains and take his clothes to bury them so that's something we was talking about last time what happens to the clothes now we know yeah we saw the clothes we saw the clothes <laughs> I'm glad because I, I kept thinking but what about their clothes <laughs> That was that was a bad body disposal. Oh it? yeah, that's that's going to leave some traces. <laughs> that was a bad, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> and Jason, yeah, Jason's also having flashbacks to killing Eggs and Eddie. Poor mm. Ed, I forgot about Eddie. Poor old Eddie. Yeah, I liked Eddie. <laughs> that was quite a spectacular staking, wasn't it? When Eddie died. Okay, Lafayette and Jesus um, take Calvin to Lafayette's pad and give him some V, which instantly heals him. Jesus is amazed at the power of the V. However. Calvin is enraged that he was given vampire blood and strikes Crystal. The pair run off into the woods and Crystal tells her father that she wants a life with Jason as she does not love Felton. And doesn't want to commit incest. Even though, yeah, <laughs> he might have been promised since the age of four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Calvin tells her that their bloodline has to be protected so she can't be with an outsider. When, when Crystal refuses to return to Hotshot... Calvin tells her, you're an old daughter of mine. <laughs> That's quite a significant thing in the books that the, the hotshot community, um, obviously we learned in this episode that they're werepanthers. Yeah, and, uh, that, yeah. yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. And, uh, but because they're so rare and there's, there's so few of them and they need to breed with each other to create new werepanthers, um, that's why they're doing all the inbreeding to, pre to preserve their race. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sister fucking... Ooh. Um, following his altercation with Calvin, Sam drinks heavily. He thinks back to several years ago when he when he used his shapeshifter skills to commit robberies. He's celebrating his latest heist with girlfriend Charlene and talks of running a nice little bar and having kids with her. Aww. Just then, her boyfriend turns up and holds a gun to Sam's head. Then the pair rob Sam. In the present, Sam smashes a bottle of whiskey in rage. That was some good. That was some good flashback. I like so, the flashbacks. Yeah, I like the flashbacks. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fans of flashbacks. Yeah, and I, I like Sam's hair in the flashback. But, yeah. <laughs> he, had <some laughs> he had some epic, real creamed hairdo going on. It was good, it was good seeing a, a darker side of Sam. Yeah, yeah. Presumably this is... So he's been, like, for, what, 15 or so years, uh, been pulling these kind of heists. So, so is this how he made his money to... Get my lots? Yeah, I assume so. And he's got, like, loads of houses in Bon Tom as well, hasn't he? He rents out houses oh, to yeah. people as well, doesn't he? And he had a big, he had a drawer full of cash that he gave to Marianne as well, he didn't did, he? Did yes. So yeah, so Sam's minted <laughs> thanks to his doggy thievery skills. Uh, meanwhile, at Fantasia, Pam looks on as Eric makes a will presided over by a vampire lawyer. Pam is frustrated that Eric is assuming that he will meet a true death, but Eric explains that he wants to leave everything to her as Russell Eddington will try to kill him to avenge Talbot's death, and Eric. Doesn't have a plan to deal with him. Doesn't have a plan. Oh, is he just keeping it coy? Is he just keeping it to himself? No, I think Eric's a bit, a bit <laughs> desperate at this point. 
Uh, we learn that Pam's full name is Pamela Winsforth de Beaufort. Yeah, what a what a nice <laughs> That's name. That's an epic name. <laughs> um, Yvette uh, uh, witnesses the signing of the will, but is furious that Eric has left her nothing. Eric angrily tells her in Russian that he only promised her a job and good sex, and that she is a gold-digging whore. <laughs> I think kudos to um, uh, Alexander Skarsgård here, because I, I think it's good that, I mean, we've got to remember that English is his second language. Yeah. He's, a, he's, uh, yeah. he's from Sweden, and he was like a child star in Sweden, and was in lots of Swedish films. But I, I like that, I mean, we see him speaking in Russian and in German as well, and he, he seems to do, he does them all very well. Multilingual. Yes. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Jason's house, um, Sookie sleeps and Bill watches the news of Russell's attack on Jason's massive flat screen television. That's, nice, a, that's, nice. a, yeah, that's a good TV, nice, isn't it? Nice, Jason. We approve. Uh, Nan Flanagan calls Russ Legington an extremist and a terrorist and denounces his actions. She compares him to Jeffrey Dahmer and calls for tolerance of vampires. Um, stating that they are not all evil. Do you think this is interesting that the, the writers are going in this direction that um, like, like something that we like about ba- Battlestar Galactica is that they explore modern issues through placing them in a different context. Yeah, and, and that's what they're doing here, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah, I like that. Now, and, another way of looking at terrorism. Um, Eric knocks at the door of Jason's house and tells Bill that he knows what Sookie is. <laughs> As they take a walk, Eric tells Bill that he knows that Sookie's blood allowed him to walk in the sun. And also that he knows that Sophie Ann sent Bill to investigate Sookie's abilities. Bill continues to lie even when confronted with the truth and states that he only came to Bon Tomp as it is at his ancestral home. <laughs> bullshit! <laughs> bullshit! Bill! <laughs> bullshit! Uh, Bill explains to, explains to Eric that Sookie's blood only allowed him a few minutes in the sun. Hmm, is that another lie? It could be another lie, yeah. Did he start to burn up a little bit? Or I'm not really hmm. sure. We didn't really see, did we? No, because he kind of done the fast running. Yeah, so it's possible that he could spend longer in the sun, but he doesn't want to tell Eric that because then Eric will just want Sookie all the more. And then he declared that he'd die a true death before he allowed Sophie Ann or anyone to get their hands on Sookie. <laughs> Bill mocks Eric, calling him Russell's butt boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good diss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Eric reveals that this is no longer the case since he killed Talbot. Mm. Bill retorts. That's why he went medieval on TV. Thanks, Eric. You just put our calls back a thousand years. <laughs> I like Bill and Eric's scenes together. They should have <laughs> yeah, more scenes I like, together. I like their banter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bill accuses Eric of having an ulterior motive, and Eric tells Bill to tell Sookie the truth. Just then, Sookie arrives and tells Eric that she won't ever use her power to help him. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> Eric tells her that soon he will be gone and wishes her all the best. Um, do you think Sookie would just dump Bill if she found out the truth? Given that she's already forgiven him for... She's forgiven him for quite a, quite lot, a, lot. Quite a lot so far, hasn't would, she? Would that be the straw that broke the camel's back if she thought that he was he just took her virginity just to get close to her because he was spying on her? I don't think she'd take that shit. She wouldn't take that shit, would no. she? No. no. So, um, over at Malotte's, um, Arlene watches Steve Newlin on TV. Steve um, as he revels in the opportunity to denounce vampires as evil. Arlene tells Jessica, it was only a matter of time before one of y'all got caught on film. <laughs> yeah. Um, with that, Jessica pins Arlene against the wall and tells her she doesn't like... Go on. <laughs> Narrow-minded skinny bitches with bad die jobs. <laughs> and tells her to keep her mouth shut. Uh, Arlene runs off 
and Tommy tells Jessica that her outburst gave him total wood <laughs> and her fangs are fucking hot. Um, he makes a pass at her, but she's still pining for Hoyt. Good move, Jessica. Good. Don't go over the Tommy, don't go please. With, don't go over the Tommy dog. <laughs> we don't like that. Do you think Jessica knows that Tommy's a dog? No. No, I don't think she does. No. She's quite naive. She's quite new to the yeah to the, the magical powers kind yeah. of thing, isn't she? <laughs> uh, Hoyt takes Summer home, and as they talk in his truck, she tells him that she can tell he's a sexual person. Mm, oh, oh, yeah, and she starts unbla- unbuttoning her blouse. Prompting him to cop a fill of a generously sized boobies. <laughs> um, despite being offered some warm-blooded action on a plate, Hoyt is reluctant. Hey, I've got to say, yeah, she she was quite well endowed. She's, summer, I said that I think I in was, the previous podcast. And uh, did did she not lift them and say something like, "I can make them bigger"? I'm sure she got lifted. She? Them. I think so. <laughs> Those were some big jugs. Think so. Did, did Hoyt sleep with her? Do you think in the truck, or did he? No, we didn't really no, see where it went, did we? I don't think so. No. <laughs> Please, Hoyt, no. <laughs> Jason and Tara jump out of their skin when they get back to his place and find Bill and Sookie there waiting. Tara looks terrified at the sight of Bill, remembering how he left her to her fate at Russell's mansion. Does this mean that pretty much everyone in Bon Ton hates Bill? Hates Bill, yeah. I think <laughs> so. Apart from Sookie and Jessica. <laughs> do, do you know, with the True Blood forums, do you know if the, the fans, are, are they kind of, they still like Bill, or is he kind of. Bill's probably the most controversial character in the sh- in the books and the show. In is that is that because his character started off seeming decent, but he's kind of because of the way he's betrayed Suki and lied to her so many times. People think he's, he's devious. Suki <laughs> hmm. um, asks asks to stay a few nights as a bunch of werewolves and a super evil vampire are after her. As usual, <laughs> Tara remarks that wherever Bill goes, trouble always follows. Uh, Bill takes this as his cue to leave, but beckons Jason outside and warns him about the werewolves, telling him to shoot them straight between the eyes. He makes Jason promise to protect Sookie at all costs. Uh, notice that Jason's no longer talking about killing Bill, now that yeah. he's face to face with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's enough vampire killing hmm. for one night. Strange, there. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Tara tells Sookie that she wishes all vampires dead, and that they are all monsters, Bill included. She explains that Franklin kidnapped and raped her and was going to turn her... And that Bill didn't lift a finger to help. That was bad, Bill, but that was, that was part of his plan, wasn't it? He was, yeah. He was, is he, is he going to explain this to Tara at some point? He looked a bit shifty when he saw Tara. Yeah, he looked a bit, <laughs> he looked like he felt a bit guilty. Felt, yeah, maybe he'll try and do something to help her out. Like erase her memory or something. <laughs> uh, the following morning, Lafayette emerges from his boudoir to find Jesus fascinated by a vial of V. Jesus is intrigued by the mystical qualities of the drug and convinces Lafayette that they should take a trip together. Uh, Despite Lafayette's warnings um, that the effects of the drug are unpredictable. Jesus speculates that the drug helps the user to connect with whatever magic they are already hooked up to. Lafayette jokes that Jesus is a shaman and Jesus tells him him, there is magic in him too. Magic. Magic. (laughs) At Malotte's, the newscaster on TV relates that Russell's mansion was raided and was found to be as empty as a tomb. Mm. So Russell went and destroyed everything in his mansion, then presumably. And yeah, because he had some, he had some nice antiques. He had some and crazy he had a, collection. Yeah, he had, he had a nice place, didn't it? So he's just gone back to basics. Yeah, he's turned his back on all the the trappings of yeah. a mainstream in life. Like it. Oh, so where's Sophie Ann now then? Because she was kind of being yeah. held captive at the the mansion, wasn't she? Hmm. Maybe she's gone back to her own mansion. More questions. 
Um, okay, meanwhile, Sam is hungover, but tells his staff that Calvin is fine. Holly gives him some black cohosh to help him control his rage and tells him she's a Wiccan. Oh. <laughs> um, Sam is disinterested, uh, presumably having had his fill of crazy ladies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. After the, yeah, the Mary Ann. Yeah. Yeah, that's why he doesn't want any religion or dancing in his bar. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> Holly, Holly, a Wiccan? Did you did you think there was something? Uh, yeah, I thought there was something a bit odd about her. Yeah, I knew from the books. Um, I think in the books there's like a distinction between being a, a Wiccan and being a witch, in that the Wiccans are kind of more into herbal remedies and cures and things as opposed to spells and crazy spells and black magic like the witches are into. Do we, do we think that Holly is the weirdest looking person in True Blood? Holly has got a freaky looking face. She's got she? a freaky face. There's something. I think there's something kind of attractive about her sometimes, but yeah. then she's got a really scary smile. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she seems like a nice lady. Hmm. Um, uh, just then, Terry arrives and nips out back. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Uh, Sam is disinterested. And uh, Tommy tells Sam that beating up Calvin gave him respect. Respect. And tells him it's not respect when your staff think you're a psycho. <laughs> and then he calls Tommy an idiot. Uh, yeah, Terry arrives and nips out back for a smoke, and Arlene follows him in tears. Um, Terry is concerned for her, and Arlene takes the opportunity to tell him that the baby is Renee. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased. I'm pleased she got it out. Yeah, thank God for that. Um, uh, Terry is supportive and promises that he'll raise the aww. baby as his own. Ah, because he's a nice man. He's a nice man. However, Arlene later discreetly um, approaches Holly regarding. Other ways of not being pregnant. What could that mean? <laughs> so she was against the idea of having an abortion, but having a herbal abortion, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what she's saying? Yeah. That's, so what, you just take some some vitamins and... and that. Have a hot bath? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Uh, anyway, back at Jason's house, he relates the tale of Franklin's bloody demise to Suki. Wrapped with emotion, he confesses to killing eggs and letting Andy take the rap. Suki urges him to tell Tara, stating that concealing the truth is the same as lying and the truth always comes out in the end. <laughs> like Bill. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, Lafayette and Jesus party as they come up on the V. Yeah. That looks like some good shit, doesn't that it? That does look like some Where good shit. Where can we shit? get ourselves some V? We want some V, please. Um, their hallucinations become more intense and they experience visions of their ancestry. Um, Lafayette sees his great-great-grandmother as a slave girl, casting a spell so her master won't sleep with her. And Jesus sees his Mexican grandfather using a voodoo doll. The last part of the vision is so terrifying that they rapidly come down from the trip, and Jesus reveals that his grandfather was a sorcerer. Yeah. That was really... That was, that was like super fast, wasn't it, the way they came down from that? That was... Yeah. That was... <laughs> Jay, do you think do you think that there is some sort of element of time travel there? Because when they were in those, the people could the people could kind of sense them, couldn't they? They could sense them, but then, or was that just part of the trip where they're imagining that the people? No, but these this is things... true blood. This is yeah. <laughs> time travel. Yeah, but these were things as well that Lafayette and Jesus didn't, didn't know about know their that. past. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. That's yeah, that is interesting. That's um... so uh, yeah, sorcery introducing another new supernatural. Um, type of creature into the show. Hmm. Uh, Suki has a, a lucid dream in which she is visited by Eric. Dream Eric says that he knows she has feelings for him and they make out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's a dream, it doesn't matter. 
Eric then tells Suki again that she can't trust Bill and that it is her own instinct telling her that. Is Eric in control of Suki's dreams, do you think, when he appears in them? What I don't know. Is he, is he somehow projecting these dreams to her, or is these kind of is this just her subconscious talking? I think this is. A, I don't know. I, I personally thought it's a subconscious. Yeah, I didn't know if whether he had some sort of power to manipulate. Because then he'd kind of know. Obviously, he'd then know about the dreams that he, if he's projecting them. Yeah, well, her, I suppose she knows. He knows she's having dreams, but possibly doesn't know what goes on in the dreams. Subconscious or, or just more magic. More magic, yeah. <laughs> That's the explanation for anything in the show, isn't it? Magic. Um, She's awoken by Jason bringing breakfast to to Tara. Tara thanks Jason for saving her life. She breaks down crying and and their embrace turns into a passionate kiss. As you remember in season one, Tara kind of seems like she's in love with Jason. Yes. She seems like she's obsessed with him since childhood. Yes. Um, Tara breaks away horrified. And Jason blurts out that he killed eggs. No, what are you doing? No. Some things are better kept secret, Jason. Yeah, don't listen to Suki. <laughs> don't listen to Suki ever. <laughs> listen to yourself. Yeah. Uh, Tara walks out without saying a word. Jason finds a note on the table from Suki saying she'll be back soon. Suki, where you gone? Uh, meanwhile, over at Bill's house, uh, Jessica awakes to find that a burning cross has been left outside her and Bill's house. And the perpetrators hurl a brick through the window. She emerges to see the front of the house covered in anti-vampire graffiti. Uh, Bill appears and prevents Jessica from killing the vandals, telling her that it is more important than ever to show restraint. Yeah, Bill which, has... Which is, yeah, yeah. He's, he's spot on there, isn't he? Is, he? Yeah, no, I thought they were going to go all vigilante and, and kill them, but no, that's cool. And yeah, Bill had like an Obi-Wan Kenobi moment, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam is drunk again and goes to visit a remote part of the woods. He has another flashback to his shady past and we see Charlene and John counting the money they stole from Sam. A puppy version of Sam emerges and turns into a naked gun-toting Sam. He holds up the robbers and beats John severely. But when Charlene shoots at Sam, he kills her and instantly regrets doing so. Weeping, he shoots John dead. Yeah, he shot him in cold blood. Yeah. So, yeah. Is this part of the reason that that Sam's attracted to Suki, do you think? That he just wants a normal life with a... A normal small town girl. <laughs> normal? Normal, well, <laughs> relatively normal. Uh, Suki arrives at Fantasia and insists on seeing Eric, as she always does. Um, she's concerned about Eric, saying he wouldn't see her again, and asks why. He says she can't trust Bill. She and Eric share a prolonged kiss, but she breaks away first and asks again why she can't trust Bill. Uh, Pam interrupts and summons Eric away. Explaining blah blah vampire emergency blah blah. <laughs> Pam is awesome. I love Pam. Uh, Pam suggests that Eric gives Suki to Russell in exchange for his life, but Eric says he won't. Pam is appalled that Eric would put a human's life above his or her own, and urges him to think of a way to use Suki to defeat Russell. Do, do you think Suki? I, I can see some Suki action to defeat Russell. I can see. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a team effort. Yeah. Uh, but do you think that? Um, do you think that Suki enjoyed that kiss? Think she was into the Eric? Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of fans have, have been complaining because uh, in the books, Eric and Suki have kissed before this point. Oh, okay. Whereas in the show, it's only in dream sequences that we've seen them kiss. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. And there's a, yeah, I think there's a lot more sexual tension between them in the books that the show, um, in their efforts to make Eric more villainous, uh, has failed to show the tension between the two characters. I think the tide's turning. It, it, it don't appear that Eric is as, is as villainous now. Yeah, I think he's got, some, he's got some feelings for Suki. He might deny them, but he does. 
So over at Malotte's, um, Hoyt comes to see Jessica and declares his love for her. Um, uh, declares sorry for love for her for all she is, and says that he has broken up with Summer. Jessica reminds him that she has done terrible things, but cannot bring herself to say that she doesn't love him. Frustrated, Hoyt walks out, quickly followed by Shitstorer Tommy, <laughs> who proclaims, "Nice work in there, dude." Uh, before getting sucker punched by Hoyt. That was a great <laughs> That was punch, the best sucker it? punch ever. That was just a punch from out of nowhere. <laughs> just bam! Woof! Have it! Um, Jessica senses that something is wrong and runs outside to be confronted by the sight of Hoyt being mauled by a pit bull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she flies at dog Tommy and hurls him 20 feet in the air. That's awesome the way she hurled him. Does she know he's a dog? Does she know No, he's... she don't know that's Tommy, does she? <laughs> she just, surely not. Uh, Tommy watches as Jessica, seeing that Hoyt is mortally wounded, bites her wrist open and tells him that she loves him and to drink her blood. Hoyt's going to be tripping soon. <laughs> I don't think it... Yeah, that's another thing. It's not really clear how it works. I think if it heals you, then it's not so much the tripping, is it? Oh. If the power of the blood has gone into healing your wounds, then you don't get the, the tripping thing so much. So but you do get the sexy dreams. Can you go for seconds and, and get a bit extra for, yeah, the, for the trippage? Is, is Tommy... Tommy was like watching them creepily from the bushes, yeah, wasn't he? Yeah, that's, that's a bit perfect. Is he become like going to become like a weird stalker? Hey, dogging. Dogging! <laughs> Okay, Jason returns home from uh, from looking for Suki to be held against the wall by Bill, who is seriously pissed off that Jason has let her go off unprotected. Jason is angered since Suki often pulls this sort of shit and can't be relied on to stay out of trouble. Yeah, I think that's a bit unfair, Bill. I mean, come on, Bill, if you're that bothered, you, you stay awake for the night. It doesn't matter if you get the bleeds. Come on, you can look after her. Hey, surely Bill's realised by now that his girlfriend's retarded. Yeah, oh... <laughs> Would, would you say that Suki's retarded? <laughs> Suki does really stupid things, doesn't she? Yeah. Do you think that? I think so, yeah. <laughs> she does things and I think, well, what are you doing? There's, yeah, there's, there's no reason for the, the silliness. She's more sensible in the books. <laughs> so, Jason, anyway, he tells, he tells Bill to get the fuck out of his house. Um, I like the way that he, he took back the invitation. Yeah, yeah. And Bill is horrified as he is pulled uncontrollably out of the door. Jason then hears a window break and goes into his bedroom to be confronted by the sight of a beautiful panther, which turns into crystal. Jason is only able to murmur, Mama. (laughs) You knew knew that they were were panthers, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, spoiler. Yeah, that was a spoiler, but it was was still good to see. Was that a real panther, do you think? It looked like a real panther, didn't it? Because I watched it again, because I thought, is that CGI? I I do remember reading, I can't remember what site I was on, but I do remember reading that people had spotted a panther on the set. Oh yeah, a month, uh, yeah. A month or so ago. Yeah, I so. watched. I watched it really closely and paused it. And I thought, no, that's a real panther. That's awesome. Uh, meanwhile, in a dark alleyway somewhere, uh, a prostitute called Tony encounters Russell. Uh, Russell is still carrying Talbot's remains in the vase. <laughs> Freaky, <laughs> weird. <laughs> um, he pays Tony, uh, who bears a striking resemblance to Talbot. He pays him a thousand dollars for a five-hour session. Wow, nice work if you can get it. Yeah. Um, after, yeah. Ma- <laughs> after making love, Russell pretends that prostitute Tony is Talbot and thanks him for the life they had together. Russell breaks down crying, increasingly scaring Tony with his b- bizarre behaviour. Russell apologises for not being with Talbot at the time of his true death and then stakes Tony in the heart. As Tony dies, it's Talbot's face that Russell can see. Ooh, I yeah, I, yeah, I feel quite sorry for that Tony guy. I did, yeah, that was stake in the heart. That like was that. uncalled for. And why is Russell roaming around killing hookers instead of taking over the world? 
<laughs> well, everyone has to have a bit of, a bit of luxury time, don't they? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, having formulated a plan, Eric returns to his office, picks Suki up and chains her up in the Fantasia dungeon. Suki yells, Eric! <laughs> like a bad sitcom housewife. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this was, this was an episode of Revelations, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Because we found yeah. that we found out what Suki is. We found, we found out, out what Crystal is. We found out what uh, Holly is. We found out why Lafayette and Jesus are, are drawn to each other yeah. and their connection to some higher magic. It was, yeah, it was, this is all like the, the build up towards the, the two episode finale. Is it a two episode finale? No, no, it's week by week. Oh, okay, I think, it's not. A, it's not yeah, a it's sim- similar to, to season two, I think, where a lot of action took place in the, the last two episodes. Like everything was all round. Wow, up. this is. This, now, now we've just had episode 10 it feels like this season's gone really quick it does doesn't it there were less breaks I think there was only one break wasn't there whereas last season I think there were a, there was a break before the finale wasn't there there was a break for um, oh, Independence sorry. Day oh yeah there was yeah this yeah. time but there was a break last season for some sporting event that they have in America was it the Super Bowl was it the Super Bowl maybe I think it was the Super Bowl Sunday is that Super, what? Is it? <laughs> I don't know. Super Bowl we don't know we don't know something like that Okay, so we like we like that episode, didn't we? Yes, yeah. This is the the calm before the storm, and we had some we had some good music in the in this episode. We did, as always. Um, we had we had the bastard sons of Johnny Cash. <laughs> Great name. Great name. Um, country band. Um, and the song "Trains Gonna Roll," and that was playing in Hoyt's truck. Good choice of music, Hoyt. Yeah, well done, Hoyt. Uh, we had a, a trip hop duo called Thievery Corporation. And their song "Supreme Illusion," which was uh, what, Hayes, yeah. <laughs> what Jesus and Lafayette were listening to on their V trip. That, that was good tripping music. That was great tripping. <laughs> um, we had the Courtyard Hounds, um, which is a side project of two of the Dixie Chicks. Uh, their song called "I Miss You," and that was whilst Hoyt was declaring his love to Jessica. Uh, oh, well, that was nice to see, wasn't that it? That was lovely. I want Hoyt and Jessica to get it on. That's it. No more. No more Tommy. <laughs> Forget about yeah, him. Fuck Tommy. Uh, we had. Uh, we had the Heavy, who are a British funk rock band, and their song "What You Want uh, What You Want Me to Do," and that was when Russell was with uh, with Tony the Hooker. And for the end credits, uh, which was the title of the episode, "I Smell a Rat," and that was by Patty Griffin, who is a folk country singer. So yeah, so in all, good good episode, good music. Yeah, as always. And yeah, and and now it's time for what the fuck of the week. <laughs> fuck of the week is Lafayette and Jesus hallucinating their magical ancestors while tripping on V far out yeah so what do we think do we think that that, that was yeah that's what we're saying are they imagining that or I don't know but they truly seeing appear into their ancestors that was that yeah no that was crazy um I did like the visuals for the, the whole sequence and, and did you think it looked initially it looked like they were kind of coming up on E and it was like a kind of good time party atmosphere. And, and then it turned into like some crazy intense crazy acid trip. Acid trip and it went a bit dark. Yeah. I was enjoying the <laughs> I was enjoying the, their expressions. Just their sort of faces. <laughs> and then their and voices smiling. their voices were changing, yeah. weren't they? They kept swapping voices. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> just yeah. to fuck with our heads even more. Yeah, where's it going? Where's it going? I hope it doesn't all go bad for them. I hope that they just have a happy life tripping on V and it's all good and nothing goes wrong. Yeah, so they'll make a nice couple. <laughs> yeah, but Shaman in a Sunday hat. 
it's, it's bon ton, so it, it can't it can't go good, can it? No, no. Unfortunately for Lafayette and Jesus. Anyway. Okay, it's now time for our Lion of the Week. And our Lion of the Week is... Them fuckers are a whole new dimension of trash. <laughs> yeah. And indeed they are. And a, and a whole new dimension of trash to what they are in the books. And that was, that was Lafayette talking about the... The Wear Panthers. The Wear Panthers of Hotshot. Yes, that was. Um, the, but Hotshot kind of seems like quite a nice community, apart from the sort of inbreed. The inbreeding's a bit milder in the books. They've they've amped up the incest for the show. Really? Yeah. No, it was a little bit creepy in the books, but no way was it as creepy as it is in the show. Why is it more creepy in the show? Oh, because it's like full on sister fucking going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's quite. <laughs> that's quite creepy. Yeah. No, it's it's wrong, people. It's wrong. Okay, time for some news. And first up on the news, we've got the viewing figures for this week. Uh, I smell a rat. Got five point three nine four million viewers. Wow, that's which I think is yeah. If it's not a season uh, series record, I think it's pretty close. I think this is one of the highest rated episodes. It's season um, episode three. It's still the um, got the highest ratings? No, I think this got is the highest one this season, definitely, oh, yeah. this beats the, uh, episode three then? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think True Blood's been in the press quite a lot, given the, the Rolling Stone cover. Oh. So probably that's got them a lot of extra viewers. Okay, time to uh, pop open them bottles of champagne and celebrate, because Anna Paquin and Stephen Moyer got married on Saturday the 21st of August. Uh, the ceremony took place at a private seaside residence in Malibu. Guests included Alan Ball, as well as True Blood co-stars Rutina Wesley, Sam Trammell, Carrie Preston, Todd Lowe, Deborah Anwall, Jim Parrock and Michael McMillan. Oh. And also Lost's Michael Emerson, oh. who of course is married to Carrie Preston. Is Benjamin, Arlene. Yeah, is Arlene is married to Benjamin Linus. Yeah, wow. In a, in a weird alternate universe. That would be a good <laughs> flash sideways. Also we've got uh, flash forwards Jack Davenport, who's also in the Pirates of the Caribbean films. And uh, Lord of the Rings Elijah Wood. Wow. Yeah, that's um, yeah. Do you think we could great, get great guests? Do you think we could get Michael Emerson to come to our wedding? Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, Led Zeppelin's Cashmere was played uh, before the ceremony, and later at the reception, Todd Lowe, uh, his band, the Peel Billy Knights, performed. Wow! Wow! What a gig! <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a good wedding. Congratulations. Uh, in other news, uh, a trailer has been released for what, uh, Ryan Quanton's new movie Red Hill, which looks pretty oh. awesome. Uh, it's a neo-western set in the Australian outback. Uh, Ryan plays a small-town cop who's dealing with a prison break. Sounds, so, sounds like a bleak, intense Australian film. Sounds good. It's, sounds apparently good. it's got really good reviews at the festivals that it's been shown at. Okay, uh, Anna Paquin, Stephen Moyer and Alexander Skarsgård will present an award at the Emmys this Sunday, uh, that being the 29th August. Uh, True Blood is up for Outstanding Dramatic Series. Good luck. Yeah, good they're luck. Up, they're up against the final season of Lost, though. Oh, really? And also up against oh. Mad Men and Breaking Bad. So it's pretty oh. tough competition. So we, what's the predictions? I'm, mm. I'm going to go for Lost. I'm going to go for Lost because it was the last season. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, today, um, the 25th of August, I do believe, is uh, Alexander Skarsgård's birthday. So uh, happy 34th happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Eric. Uh, Anna Paquin is currently shooting a cameo in... Ooh, 
in Scream 4. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <clears throat> that's that's going to be interesting. It's all the original cast, like the ones that haven't died. Oh, that's <laughs> the ones that haven't died? No, I mean the, like the characters that oh, haven't died. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if you want to uh, miss out on the spoilers, then we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Tune in if you want some more spoilers. And the official synopsis for next week's episode says, uh, Bill tries to earn back Suki's trust, but ends up bringing her face to face with fresh dangers. Knowing he's no physical match for the king, Eric tempts Russell with the ultimate vampire dream. Jason tries to wrap his head around Crystal's revelation. Sam embraces his dark side, alienating everyone except Tara. White and Jessica take their romance to the next level. With Holly's help, Arlene puts her future in the hands of a goddess. Post-V-trip, Lafayette struggles with new demons. Wow. Oh, he's going to go wrong. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is Lafayette going to start having some bad flashbacks? With new demons? That's, yeah, that's interesting. And uh, also, we've... We've got an extra, an extra spoiler. spoiler. This seems there's been a... I think it was in the Rolling Stone article. Uh, they released a picture... And uh, it looks like Suki is going to get bitten by someone other than Bill. Mm. So did, someone else is going to get some Suki action. Did, did they show who in the, in the picture? Yeah, but I won't say. Okay. A <laughs> uh, couple of couple of links for you. Well, a link to the Wikipedia article about Jeffrey Dahmer. If you if you like me, you like reading about serial killers. Mm. <laughs> and um, uh, the trailer for Ryan Quanton's new film Red Hill because it looks kick-ass. Kick-ass. Uh, and on that that note, good night. Good night.